This is Willy Lantigua, and you are listening to the Paying Attention. Listen carefully, sir. Prestando Atención, the radio program with Tom Dugan, the chief. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> I got nothing. Thanks for coming, kids. Good night. <laughs> uh, I bet you you can find something to talk about. Well, we got a few things. How is my Chrissy doing, by the way? She's doing good. Good. I'm always doing good. Life's too short to not be doing good. It's all on perspective, if you ask me. All right. After the Papa Pies, I guess we'll stop yeah. the show. Yeah, can we do the Papa Pies? Sure. <clears throat> we see you guys watching live. You better bop, bop, bop with us. Bop, 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 bop. I didn't hear them. I heard one of the yeah. people that are watching. I didn't hear anybody else. <laughs> All righty. Let's get this show on the road, yeah. shall we? Hi, hi. My name's Tom Duggan. here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We get a, um, a re- kind of an interesting show for you today, a little bit of a hodgepodge of, um, of issues. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot going on locally. I do want to start off by saying the uh, Valley Patriot June edition, which is on the streets everywhere as we speak, uh, except Salem, New Hampshire. I haven't done Salem yet. I'm always late doing Salem, but those will be out in the next day or two. Uh, our, our lead story scapegoating a hero marine we spent two shows talking about hero marine francisco urena from lawrence who was scapegoated who was wrongfully blamed for the deaths of 77 veterans at the old soldiers home in holyoke massachusetts Mm -hmm. um the governor forced him to resign tried to put all the blame on him uh hired a guy who is a political insider who does business with the state who is a supporter of charlie baker to do an investigation, and the investigation basically gave Charlie what he wanted, which was to blame Francisco Urena. And by the way, all the rich white people of privilege who were above Francisco Urena, who were really responsible, held them with no responsibility whatsoever. Mm. Um, the legislature, just to give you a little recap, the legislature did a, um, uh, an investigation of their own, held eight hearings, interviewed um, many of the players involved, not the governor, though, and 
um, came to the conclusion that Francisco Urena, no, he wasn't at fault at all. In fact, he had not only was he not at fault, he was the only person involved who was actually trying to make the situation better, even though he had no legal authority to do so. So um, we are still waiting for the governor to apologize, I suspect. Um, I don't suspect. Someone from the governor's office told me off the record that he's never going to do that because even if he wanted to do that, the lawyers have told him not to because they're worried that Francisco is going to sue him. And yeah. boy, do I hope that happens. Boy, do I hope that happens. I hope he sues the state and I hope he gets a boatload of money and I hope he gets a job out of it too. He deserves it. The guy, because he was blamed, if you Google his name, he's unemployable. Like if you, if you run a veteran's home somewhere, if you're a, a veteran's nonprofit, if, if, you know, the kind of job that he would apply for, the minute you Google his name, you're going to oh, this guy was responsible for 77 deaths at the old soldier's home. We're not hiring him. And so I think, I think he deserves an apology. Uh, maybe the governor could call him in and say, look, if you promise not to sue me, I'll give you an apology. I'll help you get a job somewhere. We'll make this better. That's the Charlie Baker that I thought I knew. That's the Charlie Baker that I campaigned for three times, maybe four. I think he's in, is he, he's in, I think he's in his third term. So that would mean I campaigned for him four times because he lost the first time he ran. Um, th- th- that's the Charlie Baker that I thought I knew. And that, that's the Charlie Baker that I'm still hoping he is. Now, we've been disappointed before. I don't want to mention the Methuen situation. We've been disappointed before where we thought someone was one way. We thought someone had integrity and would do the right thing. And then they didn't. And then I just get completely, I, I get deflated because I don't trust many politicians. In fact, I don't like many politicians. I work with them because I have to. Um, but I put my personal feelings aside and I work with them. Um, but I didn't, I really didn't think this was the kind of person Charlie Baker is. And maybe the power has gone to his head, as has happened in Methuen and a few other places. Or maybe he was just fooling all of us. But I really think he needs to rectify this and he needs to do it. I'm also hearing from people very high in the administration on Beacon Hill, that he is considering, if not has already decided not to run for re-election because of this Holyoke scandal. And there's been a couple of other scandals that, by the way, Charlie, if you're watching, and I know your people do, and I know he does from time to time too because he he used to send me emails about the the show. Um, You know, uh, I I forgot where I was going now. See, I got off the off-ramp and then I I lost my train of thought. But, you know, the, 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 the bottom line is you got to make it right. You've got to make it right. And, you know, this guy was screwed and he deserves a job. He deserves an apology. And, you know, you just sit in a room with the guy. Go out for a coffee somewhere outside the state house, outside of Boston. Go out, come up to Salem, New Hampshire somewhere. Go somewhere like on a Tuesday afternoon, with his, like go to Chili's like when there's nobody there and have a conversation and just work it out. Because that's what real men do. And that's the kind of person I thought Charlie Baker was. And, and I'm still, still holding out hope that that is the kind of person Charlie Baker still is. A um, couple other things. Uh, last week or the week before, we give a shout out to George Nyang. Nyang, and I'm always going to say it wrong, from Methuen, who plays for the Utah Jazz. They're in the second round of the playoffs. And um, I didn't think he watched the show, right? Because he was out in Utah the, night, the day that we... That we Gave the shout out. He was out in Utah playing against Memphis. And I didn't think he watched the show. Not only does he watch the show, his mom watches the show. Yeah. She jumped on while we were live. Yep. And uh, why don't you pull that up? I, somebody just sent this to me. I didn't see this on the, on, the, um, on the thread. But apparently he 
Can you see the comments under there? Because I can't. All right. So it says, straight up love you, bro. Yeah, he straight up loves us. And then he's like, uh, brothers forever. That's awesome. So so we love George. We love it when local guys make good. Oh, yeah. You know, we talk an awful lot about local people that screw up. And so I think it's always good when you can give a shout out to, you know, local guys that are doing amazing things. Yeah. And, and, uh, and George, I know that they, they, I know they lost the other night and I'm hoping that they can come back. I know he's struggling right now. Just know that the people at home win or lose, we're behind you. Yep. And, you know, we want the best for you. And if you don't win, use this as a, as a learning moment and, you know, try and learn something from it for the next time around. And, and maybe in another couple of years, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be better. And, and if you win, then that's great. Then you go on to the next round of the playoffs. We'll continue rooting for you. Um, all right. Where was the other thing that I had? So, um, all right. Let's, before we get to any, anything local, <clears throat> let's pull up that, uh, that uh, headline, headline. comparison. And I, and I, can't, I can't read it because it's too far away. Maybe, maybe I can read it on my uh, I can do it for you if you like. I can read it on my screen. Oh, you can do that. Uh, yes, because because we're like a few minutes behind on the on the uh, on the podcast. Mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. I I've been saying this now for years, and I get a lot of emails from people saying you don't know what you're talking about, Tom. Tom, why do you make these things up? You must watch Fox News. You know all the labels and stereotypes. You must be a Republican, which I'm not. And I, by the way, I don't watch Fox News. I do watch Tucker, but um, but I, I watch CNN um, mostly all the time. Here's two stories from Yahoo News. All right. The first story on the left is from September 20th of last year. Drug endorsed, drug endorsed by Trump, no more effective than a placebo uh, at warding off coronavirus, study says. So Trump came out when he was president and said, hydroxychloroquine, it's something that I took. It's something other people can take. I took it. I'm the president. And I've, I've talked to a lot of doctors, a lot of scientists. They say that this is something good for uh, people that have contracted the coronavirus. Um, this is something that uh, might be able to stave off the coronavirus. And immediately, because Trump said it, the irresponsible media and the irresponsible scientific community leaked all of these studies, released all of these studies that said that hydroxychloroquine doesn't do anything. He's a liar. He's a lying liar who lies about lying when he lies. Because nothing Trump said could ever be right. Mm-hmm. And, and that should worry everyone in this country. Because when the media and the scientific community can collude together to lie to you about your own health, to lie to you about pharmacy stuff, that should be something we should all be alarmed by. Because when, when we hear experts, when we hear, oh, well, the experts say, the scientists say, we, we tend to believe that. Because they're experts and we're not experts. Right. But come to find out they're all, in, they're all in friggin' bed together, all of them. Because here's on the right a story from June 9th, just last week. Study shows hydroxychloroquine and drink tr- zinc treatments increased coronavirus survival rate by almost three times. So people who could have taken this drug a year ago and saved their life, CNN doesn't give a shit about you. And the scientific community, including Tony Fauci, who's supposed to be some, some kind of saint or god now, he doesn't give a shit about you either. In the scientific community, they don't give a shit about you. In the National Institute for Health, they don't give a shit about you. And the, and the Centers for Disease Control, which is the one that everybody quotes, the CDC, CDC guidelines, we have to follow the CDC, 
they're all a bunch of hack politicians that were hired by politicians to give the politicians the answers that they want on any given thing. And the answer that they wanted a year ago was Donald Trump sucks and everything Donald Trump says is wrong. So guess what? We don't care if people die by not taking this drug as long as Donald Trump takes the political hit forward and maybe we could stop him from getting reelected. By the way, I could have brought in 30 other stories that I, I looked up. I, I, the one that I showed you is only one of 30 that I found on a number of other topics. One of the biggest ones of which, and, and, and this is really, really sad for America, is the fact that a year ago when I came in here and I said on this show that it looks to me, I'm no scientist, but it looks to me like this Wuhan coronavirus didn't come from bats or pangolins or a wet market or any of the things that the communist Chinese genocidal maniacs who run that country say it was. And I got banned from Facebook for 30 days for saying that. I got banned from, for 30 days for saying that I think that this, my opinion is, this, came, this didn't come from a wet market. This didn't come from a pangolin or a bat. This came from the lab in China. But Donald Trump said that too. So, of course, the scientific community, Tony Fauci, the CDC, the NIE, the National Institute for Health, and CNN and MSNBC and ABC and all of the media colluded to make it an unspeakable thing to say. Not only can you not hold that opinion, but you get banned on Twitter, you get banned on Facebook just for even raising the question. So now that Trump is out of office, now that Biden is the president, now that they think they've kind of killed off Trump's chances of ever coming back, now suddenly it seems to be okay to say, we think it might have come from the Wuhan coronavirus lab. That seems to be okay to say. So now what the media and the National Institute for Health and the CDC and Tony Fauci are saying is, yeah, you know, it could have been a leak. It could have been an accident. Here's my question. Why an accident? Why an accident? Why are they only giving you those two choices? Because they don't want you to think maybe the fascist, genocidal, communist Chinese party did this on purpose. By the way, it's a military lab. They do experiments on all kinds of viruses for military uses. And it's no it, it, it's no secret that the Chinese government is trying to replace us as the as the world superpower that they're trying to take us down as a free nation. There's no question about that. Even even liberals agree with that. I mean, they're more most liberals are more obsessed with with Russia because that's what CNN and and their leaders tell them to do. But but they but most people that I know that are even very liberal progressive democrats agree that China's trying to take us out. And so I, I, I'm curious about why it's now okay when it wasn't okay before. Why I got a 30-day bid. Do I get my 30 days back, by the way, Facebook? Do I get that back? And Twitter, do I get my, my 15 days back on Twitter? And what about all those people that said, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. You must watch Fox News, Fox News. People who have this Trump derangement syndrome, Fox News derangement syndrome. If something gets said by Trump, it must not be true. If Tucker Carlson says it, it must not be true. Tucker Carlson came up with another theory last night. I don't know if it's true. He says he's got the documents. Like everything else, I need to see the documents before I'm going to just, just swallow it, even if it's from Tucker. That the insurrect, the so-called insurrection on January 6th, where 
Trump supporters, or we think were Trump supporters, stormed the Capitol and kind of walked around and stole paper clips and nobody got, you know, they didn't shoot anybody, they didn't kill anybody, they didn't, they didn't do anything, anything particularly violent. That, there were some that were assaulting police officers, I agree with that, we saw that on, on the news. But it's starting to leak out now that there were undercover federal agents who had infiltrated the groups that were organizing the, 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 the January 6th so-called insurrection. And I'm calling it a so-called insurrection because I started off saying, yes, this is an insurrection. The more I'm looking at it, the more I'm thinking maybe not. But, but I'm leaving the possibility open. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't made a decision up one way or the other anymore. Because so much of everything, as I just finished telling you with all the other stuff, so much of everything we're told is just a goddamn downright lie. All of it. I mean, everything that they tell us is a lie. So Tucker came out last night and said that they've got some documents that show that there are federal agents that helped in the planning of storming the Capitol. And now it starts to make sense because when it first happened, I I was shocked by it because as someone who has been to many Trump rallies, there's never been any violence. Like there was one guy who punched one guy in the face one day and CNN talked about it for six months as if it happened like every day all the time. And the fact that they only talked about that one incident for six months is proof that it didn't, by the way. And so now we're starting to learn that, you know what, this could have been the deep state infiltrating Trump supporters to make sure that Trump never gets, re- never gets elected ever again. Now, again, I'm not sure I completely buy that, but I'm open to the idea, certainly, given the fact that we were lied, about, lied to about masks, right? Tony Fauci said, don't wear a mask. If you wear a mask, it's not going to do anything to stop the coronavirus. Then he said, oh, no, 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 no. Not only do you have to, not only do masks work. But we mandate that everybody wear a mask. And then they said, we had to lock down the country. And never even once, and by the way, anybody who said, no, lockdowns are bad, that was a conspiracy theory. You got banned from Facebook, right? So the big tech giants, the big media, the Democrat Party, the scientific community, and a lot of people who run our federal government, we call them the deep state because these are people that aren't elected, they're appointed, they're hired, and they've got jobs for life. So no matter what you do to them, 99 times out of 100, you can't get rid of them. Like, even, even people in the FBI who did really horrible things under the Obama and Bush, uh, uh, Trump administration, people that were caught doing really horrible things still didn't lose their jobs. Yeah, they get transferred, they get a demotion until the media goes away, and then they go back to doing whatever it is that they do. So you know that, Trump, you know that Tucker is on to something, though. He might not be right about it. Maybe he is. But you know he's on to something because the lead story on CNN today was Tucker Carlson. And when CNN is covering Fox, when CNN is covering Tucker Carlson, you know that there's something to it because CNN doesn't get apoplectic and go crazy when somebody says something that's not true. They just ignore it. They get apoplectic and go crazy when people say something that is true that they don't want you to know about. And so Kate Baldwin starts off this morning or this afternoon, because I get up very late. So to me, it's morning, but to everybody else, it's afternoon. She starts off with Tucker Carlson's the propaganda minister for the Trump administration. And he's a lying liar who lies about lying when he lies. And here's the lie he told last night. Then they show uh, 10 seconds of a clip, which totally out of context makes it look like he's kind of saying something he's not saying. And then they talk about it for the next 20 minutes about how he's lying. And she said, and I quote, it's a total lie. None of it is true. So being someone who thinks for myself and doesn't just digest things and believe them, 
I sat there and waited for her to show me evidence that what he said wasn't true. Of course, they couldn't show us any evidence that what he said wasn't true. They just don't want you to believe it. Now, maybe it's not true, but it's certainly something worth asking questions about. Why is it for four years that Donald Trump held rally after rally after rally? Nobody ever stormed a building. Nobody ever beat anybody up except for that one guy. Like there, there was a, maybe a couple, maybe like, you know, there were incidental incidences of one person getting out of control. We never saw like what we saw on January 6th. We never saw people assaulting police officers. We never saw people storming buildings. You would think during, during the four years of Donald Trump, because he gets blamed for it, right? It's Donald Trump who whipped them up into a frenzy and whipped them up into violence. Well, he's whipped up an awful lot in four years. And none of that ever happened. So I, my audience is a little smarter than most people. What I want my audience to do is I want you to watch CNN, by the way. I really do. Um, but watch it with a skeptical eye. I watch it as if I'm watching performance art. Because it's clear that they even they don't believe what they're saying while they're saying it. And I gave you a ton of examples on previous shows. Like, on the one hand, Donald Trump is a fascist Nazi who wants to kill Jews and wants to kill black people. On the other hand, we need gun control. Turn in all your guns to the racist Nazi fascist white supremacist Donald Trump. You know, cops are bad. Cops are gunning down black men for fun. But by the way, if you're black, turn in your guns. We need gun control. So you can't defend yourself against the cop. Like everything they say, they in the next breath or in the, after the next break tell you the exact opposite. But even CNN's right once in a while. So watch it skeptically. Um, I, I very rarely watch Fox. I watch mostly CNN because I like the performance art. I love when Don Lemon comes out and the tears running down his eye, and he's he's just so upset about George Floyd. He was so upset about Michael Brown, and 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 he goes on and on and on and on. It, it's great performance art. He's a great actor. And that's one I watch it for entertainment, but I also watch it because I want to know what are other people who don't hold my views, what are they being fed? And why do they believe what they believe? And so I want you to watch it, but I want you to watch it skeptically and ask questions. Like even if you have to do it out loud, I do in my office. I talk to myself. Kate Baldwin comes on and she's like, hey, Tucker's a lying liar who lies. And I'm like, okay, where's the evidence? And then I wait. And they don't have evidence. They bring in another political hack, Democrat, who comes in as a so-called expert, and we've already talked about what that really means, right? And then that person says, no, 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 Tucker's wrong because he's just wrong, and, and he talked about unindicted co-conspirators, but that doesn't mean they'd be an FBI agent. No, F- he, The guy this morning said, and I can't remember his name, he said, no, no FBI agent would be listed in, in court documents as a, an unindicted co-conspirator. Now, that sounds like he's disputing what, what Tucker said, but it didn't dispute what Tucker said. Because if you listen carefully to the way they manipulate language, Tucker said that they were people who worked for the federal government. Not that they were agents. You know, the FBI uses informants all the time. They use paid informants to, to infiltrate groups. If you're Antifa, or if you're uh, Black Lives Matter, or if you're any other group that they're looking into, maybe some Muslim group that they think might be planning a bombing in New York— They'll send it. They won't send an FBI, an undercover FBI agent. Why put their own agent in jeopardy? They send in people that they pay to be informants, so they're on the payroll, but they're not agents. So when you watch CNN, you've got to you've got to be very careful about the words that they use to dispute something because they're making it look like they're showing you proof that this isn't true. But they change the language, just kind of. What was it? What was the one that they? Uh, oh, like with voter fraud, right? First, they told you there's no such thing as voter fraud. Voter fraud does not exist. There is no voter fraud. 
Then Trump comes out and proves there was voter fraud. Without missing a beat, they go to a break and they come back and now they've changed it without you realizing it. And they say, there's no evidence. There's just no evidence of widespread voter fraud. There's no evidence. They added the word widespread. Without you realizing it, they added the word widespread. Because they're not lying about that. There's no evidence that there was widespread voter fraud. But then that begs the next question, what does that matter? Any fraud is bad. Any fraud is bad. I ran for school committee in Lawrence, right? I ran a couple of times. The year that I won, I won by 11 votes. That means if you take six votes away from me and you give it to the other guy, I lose, Mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't have to be widespread, but everything they tell you is a lie, everything. And it's so, the language is so carefully manipulated to make it sound like they know what they're talking about and that they've got the goods when they don't. Because they're really, when they say Tucker is the propaganda arm of the Republican Party, nothing could be further from the truth. I watch Tucker. And I've had many liberals come over to me and say, oh, well, you like Tucker Carlson. He's the propaganda arm of the Republicans. He's a propaganda arm. So I just ask very, the best way to argue with a liberal or even a, a far right-wing conservative that's so ideological that they will dismiss actual facts to continue believing what they believe, just ask them how they know, right? So I had a bunch of liberals. We were having drinks last night at, at Salvatore's, by the way, great restaurant in Lawrence. Shout out to Mike Agricola. Hope you're feeling better. And we're sitting around, and they said, oh, well, you, you watch Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, he's propaganda. He's a liar. He's a lying liar who lies. So I just asked a simple question. When was the last time you watched Tucker Carlson? I don't watch that. Are you kidding? Why would I watch that propaganda? Well, then how do you know that what he's saying is propaganda? And the answer I got was because they watch CNN. They watch his competition. Now, why wouldn't his competition say he's bad, right? If Tucker was on their, was on their show, was on, was on their network, everything he said would be etched in stone. He would be a god. It, it, you, you'd banned from Facebook for just questioning something Tucker Carlson said. So that's why I want my audience, which generally tends to be a little bit more conservative, please watch CNN. Watch and see what they, and then go and watch Tucker. And maybe watch, don't watch Hannity. Never watch Hannity ever, ever, ever. But maybe watch like The Five, which has a couple of liberals on there once in a while, and you get a little bit more of a balance, which, by the way, CNN never does. CNN is the worst. Actually, MSNBC, I would say that they're worse, but they don't pretend to be hard news. Like, they come right out and say, we hate Donald Trump. We, we're going to do everything we can to stop Donald Trump. And, and they don't pretend to be news. CNN pretends to be news. Fox, by the way, isn't much better. Fox sucks too. I mean, Fox is horrible. But at least Fox divorces their news division from their opinion division. And when you watch the five at five o'clock, there's always at least one liberal there to give their opinion. You never see that on CNN. Every once in a while, they'll have a Republican on... But it'll be John Kasich, who hated Donald Trump, who hated the Republican Party, who did everything he could to undermine the Republican. He's not a Republican. He's registered Republican, but he's about as Republican as Charlie Baker, all right? So you're not getting any, any balance at all. At least Fox, you get a little bit, but they're both horrible. On Fox, Trump can do no wrong. The Republicans can do no wrong, except for Tucker. On CNN, the Democrats never, ever can do anything wrong. Everything the Republicans do is wrong. And that would be, I think, okay if they didn't have the print media, the scientific community, the deep state, the Democrat Party, Hollywood, the music industry, 
if they didn't have all of all of that all of those pop culture big tech, if they didn't have all of that on their side backing up what they say, I'd be okay with it because you'd have two channels giving you two different stories. You could kind of watch both and decide for yourself. But that's really getting harder and harder every day. Because even while I'm watching CNN, I find myself from time to time going, hey, you know what? That was a really good point. You know, the Republicans are wrong about that. And then I'll Google it to kind of look for some backstory on what they talked about and find out it was all a friggin' lie. All of it. So, anyways, um, it's up to you. What, what I don't want my audience to, I want my audience to be smarter than everybody else. I don't want my audience, if you're conservative, just watch Fox. Or I know a lot of my audience is now watching Newsmax. I haven't watched Newsmax yet. I hear they're really good. I have watched One American Network. And I got to say, I really like One American Network's news division a lot better than I like Fox's news division. But even they're peppered with conservative adjectives. You know, I, I, I've said it a million times before. I'm going to say it again. I wish I had a rich friend who could buy a, a national cable network and, call, and put me in charge. So we could call it Just News and hire people to come out and just tell you, Joe Biden met with Putin today and here's what Biden said and here's what Putin said. And then don't give any opinion at all. Let you decide for yourself whether that's good or that's bad. I flip on CNN yesterday and it's, Biden went uh, to meet with Putin, and remember when Donald Trump met with Putin? Donald Trump met with Putin, and he gave him the he gave away the store, and he this and he that, and then it was ten minutes on Trump, who's not even president anymore. And then I flipped over to Fox, and they were like, "Yeah, Biden met with Putin, but he wasn't as strong as Donald Trump. Donald Trump did a much better." And then they talked about Donald Trump for the next twenty minutes. We need a network that's going to be just news. It's just going to come out and tell us Biden met with Putin. Here's what they talked about. Here's, by the way, a little background on what they talked about, right? I mean, think about this. The president of the United States met with the president of Russia. They talked about a bunch of things, treaties and um, some of the hacking that's going on in our country of our, of our government institutions. But they didn't give you, they didn't educate you. They didn't give you any backstory about what's going on with those treaties. What do those treaties mean? How do we benefit from them? They didn't give you any backstory about um, some of the, um, some of the, institutions of government that have been hacked by foreign actors like our IRS. I only, I, by the way, the IRS got hacked a year and a half, two years ago, and it never made the papers. And how do I know? Because I used to work at the IRS and I got a letter saying, hey, you used to work at the IRS. Your information was compromised. Our system got hacked. And then there's all these forms you got to fill out. And I kept looking in the Boston Globe. I kept looking in the Eagle Tribune. I kept looking in these other newspapers for a story on the IRS getting hacked, I never found it. Right? So what the media does is they don't tell you things to educate you. They don't tell you things that are important to your life that you can benefit from. What they tell you is, on both sides, the media narrative, the, the messaging that one party or the other party wants you to hear and believe. Just don't do that. Try to be more mindful of it. And again, I find myself falling for it from time to time. And I live and breathe this stuff. So if I can get fooled, you guys can get fooled. But just try to educate yourself. Be a little bit more educated. And the best thing in the world, ask questions. When you're having a political debate with somebody and they tell you something, just ask them how they know. Ask them for the background on it. Maybe they're right. You know, liberals are right on some stuff. Uh, progressives are right about a lot of stuff. And most of what they say is, is full of shit. But that doesn't mean they're wrong about everything. Just like Tucker Carlson's not wrong about everything. And Anderson Cooper's not wrong about everything. 
And by the way, Donald Trump wasn't wrong about everything either. Come to find out, this virus did come from a lab in Wuhan. And as John Stewart comedically pointed out on the Colbert show the other night, the, the name of the lab is the Wuhan Coronavirus Lab. I mean, how, how did we know? How, how did anybody with common sense not put that together at the beginning and then just believe that it came from a pangolin or it came from a, a wet market? Like, how did, how did average people who are reasonably intelligent people and educated just fall for that? And it's, beca- and it's not because the media lies to us. It's because the media lies to us with the backing of the scientific community because they're quoting experts. So it's not us telling you. It's the experts telling you. A study says, well, guess what? Studies show that you'll believe anything if I start off a sentence with studies say, right? So whenever you hear studies say, ask them what study. Because mm-hmm. when I was having my conversation with my liberal friends last night and they were citing studies about masks, I said, what study? Who conducted it? Who paid for it? Because Charlie Baker conducted a study about Francisco Urena, and we found out real quick that that study had zero validity to it. Because the person doing the study was giving the person who wanted the study the answer that they wanted. By the way, not to go back to Methuen again, but the same thing happened with Joe Solomon in Methuen. The mayor of Methuen commissioned a study on a management study on the, on the, on the police department. And don't listen to me. Listen to the expert, Alan DeNaro, who was here last week, who said to, me, said to you and me, you know, in my opinion... From what I've experienced over 44 years as a police officer and 20-something as a chief, when a mayor commissions a study of a police department, the people doing that study will give the person the answers that they want because they want to get hired by other mayors to do other studies to make more money. That's how it works, Tom. Tommy calls me Tommy. I think he might be from, like, Texas or something. I should have asked him. Tommy, that's how it works, Tommy. So don't listen to me. Look at the evidence just right in front of you. Was Joe Solomon perfect? No. Did he do some things that were wrong? Of course he did. He's a human being. We all do stupid things, right? But boy, a lot of the things that they blamed for him in that study when he was put on leave by the mayor of Methuen uh, turned out really, when you look into it, not really to be the responsibility of, of the chief. Just like all the other issues that I just brought up. We really have to, you know, when, when I was growing up, you put on TV, Walter Cronkite told you something happened in Vietnam. You believed it. He'd have on a government official that would say, yeah, we deployed 10,000 troops. We sent them over here. And here's what happened. And we just believed it because they were the experts and they, and, and they weren't lying to us. But now the media, has take, they take sides. There's, a, there's such a thing as conservative media and liberal media. Those, those two phrases should never go together. There should never be a liberal media, conservative media, ever. Media, news media should be news media. We should be neutral at all times. Now, a lot of people are confused by me saying that because I'm a news guy, but I come on an opinion show and I give my opinions. And even elected officials get confused by that because they read the Valley Patriot and they go, wow, this is great. Then they watch my show and I'm kicking, kicking people's teeth in who are elected officials because I'm giving my opinion about what happened. And they go, oh, you can't be objective. How can you be objective if you have that opinion? Well, because I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I can, A, hate elected official B, and still write a story that makes elected official B look good if he does something good. Like, how many times did I write a positive story about Willie Lantigua, the chief, the mayor of Lawrence, when he was mayor? 
and then get 500 pieces of hate mail saying, he's a crook, he's a liar, he's a jerk, why are you making him look bad? Well, you know why? Because he started an after-school program that helps mentally disabled kids. And you know what? Like him or not, that's a good thing. And we need to be in the business in our personal life of giving the devil their due and giving credit to people that we don't like, that we don't want people to think good things of when they do good things. Because you know what happens? You know what happens when I come in here and I give you a good news story about somebody I don't like? I have more credibility when I do that. If Steve Saber started some great after-school program for mentally disabled kids tomorrow and he wrote the program and he spearheaded it as much as I don't like the guy and I don't, I would be the first person to write that story and I would be the first person to come in here with the details to educate you about what the program did on top of giving Steve Saber the credit. You know why? Because then the next time I kick Steve Saber in the teeth, I got a lot more fucking credibility, don't I? Nobody can say, oh yeah, but you're just saying that because you don't like him. Well, that's true. I do say mean things about Steve Saber because I don't like him. But I don't say it if it's not true. Like both of those two things can, can coincide, right? So anyways, um, I thought this would be, because we didn't have a lot of local stuff going on. I see we got a minute left, and I know you don't like me going over, so you can, you can roll up uh, Melvin Taylor. I am going to end with this. Oh, we have to thank our advertisers, too. I was going to say, let's do that, too. Uh, I, I, I do want to end with this. A woman got up at a recent meeting. I didn't see it, but I heard about it, in Methuen, accusing Methuen Mayor Neil Perry of misusing CARES money. She says she has proof. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't believe that for a minute as much as I'm mad at the guy. I don't believe that for a minute. However, I'm going to tell you what I told Mike Samad when the Joe Solomon thing was going on. You show me the proof and I'll write that story. But I need to see the proof. Just because I don't like the guy, I'm not going to jump on the story and come in here and tell you he misused CARES money. That would be irresponsible. But if you can show me proof and I can verify it, I'll write that story. Because if the story is what the story is, then we should be reporting it. However, if you give me the proof and I find out it's not true, I am going to eviscerate you for lying. I have a feeling that's one of the reasons why Mike Samad didn't give me the evidence on Joe Solomon. And I'm hoping that the woman who said that at the meeting is not going to have the evidence that she says she has. But if she has it, love to see it, love to have it, love to write the story. Actually, it wouldn't give me any pleasure to write the story because as mad as I am about him, I still at least kind of do respect the job that he's doing. I want to thank our advertisers, McLennan Real Estate Century 21. Uh, give Matt a call. This is a great time to... Uh, to uh, buy or sell a home. AFC Urgent Care in North Andover and Methuen. We're going to have Lisa back in the next couple of weeks. Marsan and Sun Construction. EIS Investigation Service and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli, which I'm going after we go to Chili's. We're going, I'm going out to uh, lunch with my daughter, and then we're going to go to Chili's. I'm going to go to Borelli's to pick up my meats. Uh, what else? Teddy Fairburn, who is a workers' compensation attorney in Methuen. Uh, Tomo's and Happy Crab. Tomo's got those, those little scallops are awesome. We went back again this weekend. So good. Couldn't, actually, after the show last week, I stopped. Uh, yeah. And who else? Uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, who is not booking any more jobs now till January, unless you've got a small construction job. He will take those starting in August. Sounds like Melvin Taylor is telling me to go home. Thank you, Chrissy, my fine, fine producer. And Dave here at uh, Studio 20 Podcast Cafe. Mel says we got to go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.